Welcome back to the Futurist Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lenehan, and today I'm delighted to bring you a very special conversation with Alex Mulholland, founder of Field Day. Alex has been harnessing the power and positivity of Ireland's wildflowers and fauna for over 18 years. From her humble beginnings at her kitchen table making soap in Belfast to her now thriving lifestyle brand, Alex shares her personal and business journey over the last almost two decades. Field Day's products are sustainable from start to finish and they really set the bar when it comes to luxury home essentials that do good for the planet. In this episode, Alex talks about the challenges of rebranding, what kept both her and her business afloat during this year's pandemic, designing the perfect candle, her beloved Christmas collections and how she's helping Ireland's bee population continue to flourish. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Field Day. It was such a pleasure to talk to Alex, who is always a source of inspiration and is really paving the way for other brands to follow suit. As always, I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. And if you do, don't forget to like, subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Over to my conversation with Alex. Good morning to you, Alex. And I'm so excited to chat to you because I've been using all of your gorgeous products and I have a million questions. But first of all, how are you this morning? How is business? How are you feeling? How has life been treating you? Hi, Joe, and thanks so much for having me on. This is my first podcast. I'm so excited. So, yeah, hello from County Down this morning. It's a gorgeous, um, lovely autumny morning here. And yeah, all's good. We're busy. It's been a bit of a roller coaster these last few months, but we're just, we're glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you here. And I know, I think everyone who is in business, anyone who's not in business, it has just been such a whirlwind year, which is why I was so excited a couple of weeks ago when I got the email about your press day and we did it via Zoom, which was gorgeous. And I know for me as a journalist, like I'm really missing the interaction with people like you, seeing the products, talking about the process. And I guess that's why the podcast has been so great. So I really want to bring everyone that through that experience of a kind of like a, an, an audio a press day for everyone who's listening, because mm-hmm. It is so nurturing to meet someone like you and chat about what you do. It's really progressive. It streaks ahead. Um, so for everyone listening, this is going to be such a treat. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started and where it all began? Okay. So I, I grew up in Belfast. Um, I grew up in Belfast in the 1980s. My dad ran a shoe business. So I was kind of like really immersed in that retail world from no age and my dad was a real grafter in the shop and we all worked in it so I was really exposed to that just from it was just it was just the background of my life and dad was like he was really resilient it was the backdrop was the troubles in Belfast at this time so you know I saw you know my dad was a really good example I saw a lot of just kind of getting on with it, a lot of resilience during that time. And then at home, my mum was very creative. So there was always a bit of a a nice mix going on of my mum always had a bit of a project making something on the kitchen table. And I kind of always thought growing up, oh, it'd be lovely to have my own business. I don't know what. Um, At school, I wasn't, I never knew what I wanted to do. And so when I finished school, I went off to uni. I went to uni in Glasgow. 
and I studied, uh, I did retail management because I knew that I was probably interested in going down the business route, but didn't really know what exactly. Um, so, so I did that, really enjoyed that. And then when I was at university, um, my dad died very, very suddenly. My dad, he just died of a, of a really big heart attack. And so it then took on a totally different kind of feeling being away from home and just really grieving for my dad and feeling actually really homesick for the first time in my life, really feeling homesick. And I really missed all the things that, okay, to put it in context, I was living in this really grimy, gray, depressing student flat in in Glasgow in a place called Bank Street. Anyone that's been in Glasgow might maybe know where that is. It's near the university. And... (laughs) It just felt so grey and a bit bleak. And I really missed all the things from home. I live, I lived, I was brought up in the countryside, just outside Belfast. And I was so used to having the beach to walk on and going for walks in the fields. My mum had a really big mad rose garden. And I just all of a sudden felt myself craving all of those smells so much. And it was like a that was just what I was homesick for. And I remember sitting thinking, oh, I just want to capture those smells. I want to bottle that up I want to smell that that will make me feel better and that was where the seed for field day came about and I guess so I look back on that time and think yeah, it was a really really hard time but I suppose if it hadn't been for that hard time and that sadness maybe that you know maybe I wouldn't be on this path today so you know that's that's probably where it started out and then we had to actually then at uni we had to do uh we had to create a business plan so field day, or as I as it was then when I started up, I was called Bog Standard. So Bog Standard was my little business plan then, and it was all about creating a range of soaps and home fragrance things that would kind of capture the native smells of Ireland. And that that's kind of where it started. I should also say at this point, actually, that my course tutor at the time told me it was a dreadful idea and that I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, it's always great when someone chimes in and tells you, yeah, not to bother with your dream. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was very, very, very encouraging. Anyway, I didn't listen to her. I came home and um, I worked in the tourism industry in Belfast for a while. And then just like most entrepreneurs, that idea just tortures you. It won't go away. And it's like a scratch that you just have to itch and you just have to do it. So I taught myself how to make soap. I put together a little collection of my first ever, like, you know, um, my first ever little range, I suppose, and um, took a stand at the RDS at Showcase in Dublin. And my boyfriend came with me and we did the show together. Didn't really know what to expect. And that was actually 18 years ago, which makes me feel ancient. But it was 18 years ago and the show was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. I met so many lovely stockists and retailers, some of which are still stockists to this day. And that was where it started then. I came back home and um, sort of gave up the day job and just started, started, um, started the business myself. For a long time, it was just me. It was very much a kitchen table business. For a long time, it was on the kitchen table and um, it's kind of just grown organically over the years, um, which which I've really enjoyed. It's grow, I've grown it at my own pace. Um, that boyfriend became my husband 
and we've got two children now so it's it's all just you know it's it's taken on its own life form and it's fitted in around family and around children and obviously it's at a different stage now I've got a team around me we've got we've got premises I'm no longer on the kitchen table packing up soaps um, although sometimes I do <laughs> <laughs> when needs must I'm sure yes, yeah. having been in business for 18 years obviously this year has been extremely difficult how have you found it and how have the team found it oh goodness that's a good question yes I've been in business for a long time and I can honestly say that this year has been the toughest year ever and I have I have had a lot of challenging times in business <laughs> You know, you definitely don't get to be in business for 18 years and not have had some, yeah, (laughs) I don't know what to call them, some really bad times and some serious life lessons learned. But yeah, this last year, this last year has been, has been tough. There's been a lot of stress and a lot of sleepless nights. Um, But it's also been the year that I've seen a lot of good. It's been the year that I have slow down a little bit more with my family and, and enjoy just the simpler things in life whether that's been just I don't know mindfully having a lot more gratitude for things um and, and looking for that it's been it was a tough time I had to furlough all my staff at the end of March um just obviously my team's welfare um come first so they were all furloughed and it was just me in the warehouse which it hadn't been for a long, long time. So it was a little bit of a shock to the system. And so it was just me in the warehouse with my kids and my husband and trying to then factor in homeschooling as well on top of that. So it was um, an interesting time, I shall say. But you know what? We got through it. And we got through it because we have got such brilliant Field Day customers. They are just so loyal and they really, really, really came out to support me. And like so many, like so many people here, and I think in Ireland as well, people really love supporting a local company. And boy, did they come out and support us. And I'm just honestly, and if you're listening to this and you bought something from us, thank you. You helped keep a business going in more ways than one and in ways that you'll never know. Thank you. And, you know, it was just a real, it was, it was lovely. We had so many online orders and we do a messaging service as well with our orders and it was just lovely it cheered me up every day because you'd see all these lovely messages between friends you know one would be sending something from Belfast to you know to Donegal or something and they would have a lovely message to their friend and I was handwriting these all out going oh this is just I it was I was just so chuffed I'm always so chuffed when someone buys something from from you know buy, buys my product you know, it's a huge compliment. It's something I don't ever take for granted. It still gives me a real thrill every time it happens. And it was lovely. And it, it was just, it was lovely that they were using Field Day to send good wishes and love to their friends and family, wherever, all around the world. And it was all those little things that, that really helped make the last year a bit more bearable because you, you just saw so much good in the midst of a really, really tough and, and trying time. But you know, we've, we're turning the corner now. We're, we're we're coming out of it. I brought all my staff back in again, which was brilliant. I really, really missed them. You know, we're an all-girl team here, actually, not by design, just by default, and um, we're a really tight little bunch here. So it's been it's been brilliant to have them back because there's 
so many things they do a lot better than I do and I was very relieved when they came back and I could hand them back dispatch and things like that invoicing <laughs> well it's that's so lovely to hear because I can imagine on those really difficult days it is the you know the couple of orders that come in that just keeps you busy and means you have to go to the warehouse and you have to get the orders out and if there's been any good that's come from the year I think people have really decided to just really put their their hard-earned money into local makers and hopefully come up to Christmas that sentiment's going to continue and you know people like you are going to are going to be supported it's just so necessary we don't want to lose all these great local businesses that we have these Irish businesses so we've got to just support in every way we can yeah Absolutely. And if I could just appeal to people, honestly, to, to really do that. And there's been so many great initiatives that we've seen since lockdown, like the, you know, Kilkenny getting in behind the Champion Green um, initiative, the Shop Local initiative has, has been massive. And those are just, those are brilliant initiatives. It's so good to see them. And it really does make a difference. Um, you know, I know that Amazon is incredibly convenient for all of us and you know I'm as guilty of it as well but I think you know it it, it has its place um but I think that there's just there's so much we can get you know from local people that that, that's brilliant you know and I think we should you know and I'm mindfully trying to do that as well really really thinking about who I can support and mindfully looking for that and you know that the amazing thing is that people have pivoted and their people's instagrams are so much better even even in the last 9 months and people's websites are so much better everyone's everyone's aware of this now and consumers are sophisticated they they want it, they want it, they want a good buying experience they want a buying experience online that they can trust and that they feel safe with and um yeah it's 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 be, I've, i i really admire all those irish retailers out there that have that have adapted adapted to this i really i just wanted to come back to your point about resonating with being away and just wanting to bottle that and i empathize with that so much i really i think when you've grown up in the country like that it's just kind of in you and you just are so used to having all those gorgeous open fields and trees around you and it's very hard i don't think you can get rid of that if you've grown up with it um, i remember the same thing i went to new york for a while i tried to give it a go and I just missed the openness and the, as you, when you were describing it, the smells and just the, the, even the taste in the air when you're in a forest, you, you can't get rid of it. And I just love that you've bottled it because you really and truly have. So over the 18 years then, as you mentioned, it started as bog standard. When did it take a turn then? And did you decide to rebrand as field day? Okay. So yeah, we, when we started out as bog standard, I love the name because, like, I, and truthfully, when I started out, I didn't anticipate still being here 18 years later. So I started it out kind of just fresh out of uni. And I love the name because at, 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 at the very beginning, our products were a lot more rustic than what they are now. So it was, it was very rustic and um, a lot, probably a, bit, a little bit earthier earthier vibe than it has now although in saying that our brand DNA hasn't really changed but like everything all products the look packaging it all kind of evolves over time and so bog standard was it was kind of all about our roots it was about celebrating um the earth about celebrating Ireland's heritage and just what we are but 
we were get, we were getting more and more feedback over the years that the name was getting lost in translation and especially with some of our US customers they don't use the phrase bog standard they did they didn't get it and and then a lot of customers were saying oh but it's too nice to be called bog standard what are you calling it that for bog standard means something that's not that great and i was saying no but it, it's a pun it's a play on words it's meant to be a little bit ironic and then I, I kind of kept thinking, if I need to keep explaining this, you, you can't have a brand name that you need to keep explaining. It doesn't work. And, 100%. You, if you're uh, spending your time trying to convince people and bring people along with you, no, there's definitely yeah, something not in line. Absolutely. And then I had like this really kind of like light bulb moment when I was at a trade, again, back at the RDS at Showcase in Dublin. And a guy called Brian McGee, who's from the Design Craft Council of Ireland. And I really like Brian. And he, he's kind of just straight. He says it as it is. And he said to me, look, Alex, I was at a shop in Ardmore in Waterford. And he said, I was looking for a present for my mother-in-law. And I picked up two candles. I picked up your candle in one hand and then your competitor's candle in another hand. And he said, and it just came down to the point that it just came down to the fact that I couldn't buy my mother-in-law something that said bog standard and I put yours back in the shelf and I bought the other one and at that point I just thought okay how many other moments how many other people are doing that okay it's time to move on we've grown up from that name let's move on and, and call ourselves something different I love so- I love, I love that you were in tune enough to listen though. Oprah has this brilliant saying and I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but she says that life first will give you a whisper and then life shouts at you. And then if you're still not listening, life will <laughs> give you a slap. <laughs> so yeah. the important thing is to listen when you get the whisper and the shout before things go right up. Because if you hadn't been open, I, I mean, when you have a business and it's your baby, sometimes it's hard to let go of, of how it started and you don't want to evolve. So I commend you on being open enough to say okay maybe we need to shed this and evolve because that's not easy no it's not easy and and apart from anything else it's not cheap either to like change your name and change packaging and and all of that but we did it and actually a lot of customers we had some really die hard bog standard fans and in fact like this was five years ago, five or six years ago, we changed the name and we still get the odd email from like a really, yeah, real diehard fan going, why did you change your name? And I still have a bog standard candle from those days. And that's lovely. That's really lovely to hear that. But it definitely was the right thing for us. Um, I love the name Field Day. It kind of encapsulates everything that we are as a brand. It's, it's upbeat. It feels nice. It's it's everything that we represent as a brand in in a name and it's worked really really well for us and it's a phrase that's actually used all over the world so everybody gets it when you say you know have a field day so it's I'm really happy with it and it was worth it was totally worth the pain and I like what you're saying about Oprah's saying about you know you you can end up getting a slap and it is important because sometimes you just actually want to turn around and slap back Instead of totally, and it is that point of going, okay, this is my business, this is my baby, and I want the best for it. Yeah, and it's like like your child, and you want you want the best for it. You want it to, you want it to do well, and you'll do whatever it takes. Totally, and it's like that niggle that you mentioned when you're an entrepreneur and you have this idea, and you really, if it's still niggling at you, you have to go for it. And it's like that you had all these people saying it, and at some point you you made a decision, and as you said, it has paid off tenfold. Field day is 
such a luxurious brand and I really can't imagine anyone picking it up now and not thinking it'd be good enough for their mother-in-law <laughs> it certainly is it's such a treat um I can't wait to talk to you about what you touched on there which is the packaging because you have gone above and beyond in terms of sustainability and what I always come back to on the podcast is you know, obviously it's great to be sustainable and that's what we're trying to aim for. But to me, at the end of the day, unless it's still a nice product to hold and to have and to experience, there's no point in, in it being sustainable because you're never going to bring people along if it's not a really good premium product. And you have managed to do that so well. Your sustainability credentials are like off the charts, but you'd never know that when you picked it up because the packaging, and I want to talk about the packaging first specifically, because I've spoken to other people and I know trying to source sustainable packaging and get it to that standard is so difficult. You use like vegetable inks, all the packaging is FSC. Can you talk just a little bit about that for people who are listening? Yes. So I guess, um, we, we, you know, our packaging is a bit, is a new look for us at the minute. And we really, that came about from about the last year or two where, we were getting, um, you know, emails or phone calls from customers saying, you know, are your products vegan? Uh, you know, do you use sustainable palm oil? You know, what type of wax do you use? And, you know, we're not doing anything different than what, than what we've always done. So it was, yes, our products have always been vegan. They've always been cruelty free. So we thought, okay, we really need to dial up the messages with, with our, with, uh, on our packaging so that consumers can see at a glance what we stand for and they know what we're about. So, um, you know, the interesting thing about sustainable packaging, I've noticed as a, as a business over the last 10 years, is that it, that has changed so much. So, like, for example, 10 years ago, if I had tried to source recycled plastics, so, for example, you know, all our hand wash and hand lotions come in recycled plastic bottles, and they're recyclable as well. So it's a lovely circle can just keep going round and round but you know 10 years ago it was practically impossible to get recycled plastic bottle options and if you could get them it was price prohibitive to use them you know whereas now the lovely thing is that it's almost becoming the norm to um, be able to source recycled plastics and I think that's a brilliant thing and I think it's part of the people um, people people are looking for it. People are, are asking for it, and it's it's amazing to see how these big industries are evolving and changing and responding to consumer demand out there. And it's it's lovely, and it makes my job makes my job as a business owner much easier because now there's so many more options for me. So like the printer that I work with only uses FSC board. You know that that's amazing. That that's brilliant. Um, and we're so proud to be able to put that on our packaging, um, you know, and the, you know, our, the, the, our soap, the soap company we use, you know, they only use that um, sustainable palm oil as, you know, that's their, that's their standard. So it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant that those options are almost mainstream now, you know, obviously for, for some people, they're still not, and for a lot of manufacturers, they're still not. But the manufacturers that we choose to work with and partner with, um, they, you know, it's very important to me that they have or they share really similar values. And, um, you know, 
wanting the same things, making the same good choices and making good conscious decisions about packaging. And, you know, I think, you know, I think even when you look at plastics, you know, 10 years ago, the whole plastic bag thing, nobody no, you know, and now, you know, it, it's just, it, we're also educated about it. And I think that's a, that's a brilliant thing. I it love is. that. Yeah, I agree. And as you say, it's becoming more standard now for those things to just be normal practice. But you're still ahead of the curve. I mean, you know, you're, as you said, vegan, everything's recycled or recyclable, and it's still really gorgeous. And I really want to talk to you about your wax and the candles, because I am such a candle candle connoisseur. I've tried every single candle in the world and yours burn down so unbelievably well. Like so many candles are gorgeous. They smell great. They look great, but they don't burn properly you either get this dip in them or you know you've got this a lot left at the bottom yours I like I really have to say just burns so so well and you're left with an empty vessel which is gorgeous um but obviously that's something that you spent a lot of time perfecting yeah I mean like candles are a total science and you know whenever we take new staff on here um they're always amazed at the process you know, so for example, every single candle in our collections uses a different wick. All wicks, people just assume that a wick is a wick and they're not, they're all different sizes, depends on the fragrance, depends what's in the fragrance, depends on the size of the glass. There's wow. so many, there's so many variables. So do you see for one candle, for one candle that we bring to market, you know, we could maybe have test burned that with say eight different wicks it's it's a long process if it's just not it's just not like here's a here's a glass here's some wax stick a wick in it and away you go it's you know and that the the test burning um is is a science in itself because you've got to burn it under so many different conditions you've got to um burn it for you know burn it for an hour or two you've got to burn it in you know where there's a draft there's just there's just so many it's you know people it's it's a fascinating process but it can be frustrating as well it can be really frustrating and we've had oh we've had plenty of fragrances over the years that just refuse just refuse to behave themselves (laughs) they really do yeah it sounds like a science but I really have to say that's something that I really noticed and I think for anyone who invest in it because at the end of the day you know candles aren't cheap if you're going to really invest in one that's that's good quality and everything so to have it burn out that is so satisfying and at the moment I'm burning one of yours in that gorgeous glass vessel I resisted for so long because it's just such a gorgeous thing to have on the table but I am burning it now and it's going to be a beautiful phase or whatever when it's finished yeah it's just yeah 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 very much yeah, that is, a lot of the collections were very much designed with upcycling in mind. That they are, they're they're too nice to put. Just you know that that little quilted jar. I think it's the jam jar one you yeah. have. It's too nice to put in the recycling um, or the glass recycling um, bin, and you know you want to use it again and enjoy it forever. You know, yeah. and I think it's 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 lovely. And that little collection was inspired. You know whenever I was a little girl making perfume, making like rose petal perfume in jam jars, you know, in the back garden, that is, you know, that, and that's where that little collection came from. So, you know, here I am <laughs> all these years later, you know, in a grown up way doing, doing, celebrating what I did as a little girl. And that, it's lovely. And it's, um, 
you know, it, it brings back a lot of happy memories. Let's talk about bees because I know you're a bee fan, <laughs> as am I, <laughs> and I love your little bee bombs. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Well, that was something, yeah, you know, we've always just kind of probably been about candles and fragrance here. And it, you know, over the past year or two, I really wanted to, as a brand, start differentiating ourselves a little bit. And, you know, gardening and and growing things from seed is something I do at home anyway. And, and because we're all about celebrating those native flowers and those indigenous flowers, it's been something, it's a bit of a passion of mine that so many of our little indigenous wildflowers here in Ireland are are in danger, you know, and they, they if, if we're not careful, we will lose some of them. And that would just be such a shame because most of them are pollinators, our bees need them. And our bees, our little Irish bees here have evolved to work with those with those flowers and those plants. It's what they're used to. And so we need to keep them going. And I just thought oh, it would be so lovely to be able to, you know, to, to introduce something like this into the range. It is completely left field. We're a fragrance company and now we've got like these little seed bombs. But I think they tie in really nicely with our with our brand DNA and everyone has loved them. You know, I think people are, I, I think everyone loves the idea of wanting to do something to help the bees and help with help wildflowers but nobody really knows where to start and I think something like seed bombs are just a really accessible fun easy thing to do you know you buy a pack of our of, of our of our seed bombs you get five in a pack they're like giant Maltesers basically is the best way to describe them and each one um they're made in Ireland um and each one has up to 28 little indigenous wildflower seeds in them and my favourite thing about the seed bombs is that they also have a little pinch of chilli powder in them, which I just love. And that, that actually deters predators from eating them. So that whenever they start bursting, if there's a little like slug or something that comes along that wants to eat them, it'll be put off by the chilli and then they can just keep going happily. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's lovely. And actually, we have a lot more products that we're keen to bring out in a similar vein, possibly for next year. So, yeah, watch this space. That is awesome. And I love, you know, you, you speak a lot on your website about, you know, helping the bees. How can you help them letting your garden go a little bit wild? And actually, I just finished reading Lily Cole, the models book. Um, what is it called? Anyway, it's, it's a fabulous book looking at kind of every aspect of sustainability. And she talks a lot to different people who rewild areas. So they just buy plots of land and just let them go wild uh so I'm definitely taking up on that because you said don't bother cutting the grass just leave it go and I think <laughs> that would be great if I could just think that the garden could could, could just go wild that'd be a relief or just a um, nice strip you know I think it's lovely yeah. even if you, cut, if you cut a path through it, it it's so lovely and yeah. just let everything else kind of go mad and it's actually amazing to see what will come up you know, it's it's amazing then to see what's what's actually there in the ground that if left to its own devices you know, it's a bit like over lockdown, you saw all those amazing, um, like flowers popping up all over the place because they weren't being walked on. Was... Yeah. And, and remembering that, you know, all these things that we've been taught that are weeds and that are bad are not, they're part of our indigenous wildflowers. Absolutely. So nettles and dandelions and, and all these wonderful things like, you know, let them, let them grow. I, I, I love the idea of Absolutely. the chili deterring I love, yeah. instead yeah. of, you know, 
de-weeding everything and using all these pesticides I just think it just and it does tie in so perfectly with the overall mm. brand wonderful so let's talk about collections and the collections that you have out now and coming up to Christmas what are the kind of key ones that you suggest people look to for gifting and for themselves because there's a lot there yeah so this in the past couple of weeks actually we've just launched our brand new winter collection and our winter candle gosh we first we first did our winter candle I would say about 16 years ago and I think without speaking out of turn I think we were the first ever Irish company to ever do like an Irish winter candle there's loads of them now but I think we were the, the original one and it's it's just a really classic winter scent um and it has an, a legion of fans all on its own that for those people, Christmas just would not be Christmas without one of these winter candles. It is Christmas in a jar, I'm told. It is lovely. It's um, it's a lovely cinnamon, clove, orange blend. It's really, really good. And actually this year, by popular demand, we have brought out a winter diffuser, which is amazing. And a lovely non-flame alternative for some people who would prefer not to have flames or whatever in, in different rooms of the house. It's It's awesome. I've actually been testing the winter diffuser since June in my kitchen so since since June my kitchen has smelt of Christmas now it's lovely it's great but I can I can testify that it, it it's it's lovely and it's beautiful and actually I do you know what I knew it had worked whenever I'd set it out I didn't say anything and my kids both came into the kitchen and both said mommy why does it smell of Christmas in here <laughs> I went, oh, brilliant. It. <laughs> brilliant result yeah let's go for it let's do this one um yeah uh, and last year um we thought it would be lovely to bring out another winter candle as a slightly different alternative to that cinnamon blend because much as I love it not everybody actually is a fan of those kind of like cinnamon scents so last year we launched our fur candle which is a lovely um Oh, it's quite a herbal blend of like um, balsam fir, clove. It's it's delicious, and honestly, the, it, it it smells like a freshly cut Christmas tree. You know, when you buy a tree and you smell it, and it's it, it just smells like that. It is it is lovely, and we've got it out again this year. It was a real hit last year, and so it's back again this year, and all available on online. It's. It's it, it's really good, but so those would be our winter candles that you know obviously from for this time of year are, are lovely to burn. I'm not you know I'm very much a believer in if you like it burn it, you know if you like the fragrance go for it. I'm not massively into to fragrance rules or when you should burn things or you know I just think life's too short. Light the candle if you like it, and you know obviously there are certain fragrances that are nice to burn in certain places. You know. Our linen candle has got a lot of notes of lavender in it, so it, it's it's a nice relaxing one if that's what you you're looking for that sort of vibe. In the kitchen, some of the more um, herby ones, like for example, the, our nettle and mint, is a really nice one to burn in the kitchen because it probably slightly complements and helps to not not mask overcooking smells, but you know if you've been you know cooking something and you you want to get rid of the smell of like fried onions or something that nettle and mint is a nice one um you know it's a nice one to burn so 
Oh, that's just taking me to a different place and just like imagining all the smells. And it's it's so interesting with the Christmas fragrances because I think this year we're only at the start of November, but I think everyone is already like gasping for Christmas. Maybe it's just <laughs> because of the year that it's been and we're all looking for a bit of a break and for some kind of coziness and newness. But oh, the fur one sounds amazing. I can't wait to try mm-hmm. it out. Um, Alex, we really could talk all day, but I know it's such a busy time of the year for you guys and you are up to your eyes. So I just really appreciate the time. I think what you're doing with Field Day is so special, so unique. I think it's a testament to you that you have been in business 18 years and still going strong. Like here's to another 18. <laughs> you're like, maybe not. I'll take a break. Um, but congratulations and good luck with the winter collection. I'll add all the details in here, but you, you people can find you on the website, right? Field yeah, yes, fieldayireland.ie or on Instagram, Facebook as well. Yeah, brilliant. Go and check it out. Alex, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the chat. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.